This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. And that's where my anger made me think, well, do you know what? If nobody's going to help me, I'm going to join whatever charities I can do to try and make a difference and stop being angry and sitting in my house thinking, well, I wasn't in a house. I think I was on a bench at that point. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, I'm going to use my anger and see if I can help other people. So, yeah, you can use it in a good way. Welcome to Women Are Mad, where we invite women to bring their anger into everyday conversation. We're all feeling it. Let's get together to work out what to do with it. I'm Salima Saxton. I'm an actress and writer. I'm Jennifer Cox, and I'm a psychotherapist. We noticed that anger is the one emotion that women aren't allowed to openly express. Meanwhile, everything around us is making us absolutely furious. By talking about women's anger freely, we hope will inspire you to do the same. Salima, what's made you angry this week? Well, funny you should ask. Um, my dealings with local politics. Oh, uh, just look. My short version of this is that I think sometimes people like things not to be resolved, and people find it easier just to keep the conversation going about nitpicky little things in their lives. Oh. I can't go into further detail, but that's been the very annoying thing about my last few days. I think sometimes people like um, minor conflicts in their lives and minor kind of bubblings so that they can have coffee and moan and groan and feel things. And and there's, there's a kind of cause rather than looking at the bigger issues in their life is my Ooh, takeaway from this week. That I wish <laughs> I... I wish that I could just have coffee and moan i wouldn't stop if someone gave me a cup of coffee and and switched on the moan button i you wouldn't get me to shut up yeah but Um, you actually you actually want to talk about the the stuff that is really um instrumental to your big life plans so look feel free to moan away with me at any point for that because i would give you as much space as you needed as you do for me all the time but I think it's when people are using little things, to, um, you know, things that need to <laughs> change <laughs> locally um, as as um, as a way of not looking at their big stuff. Oh, OK, OK. Because I feel like, yeah, it sort of is the opposite for me at the moment. I feel like I'm sitting so much in the topic of women's anger yeah. and the details behind it and i suppose wedging myself deep into the darkest research yeah. and it's really getting to me yeah i'm not surprised it's really I mean, tough i'm not so i do wonder you, with you and your work and being you know being a therapist writing your book um being somebody that we all go to to ask specifics about all of this it's a lot to hold isn't it i guess it is because i just crack jokes or kind of <laughs> I don't know, ask Jen. That's, and thank that's God different. you do. But but you're my way through it. Like it it is only by laughing that I think I actually don't tumble off into somewhere very um unpleasant. Mm, a quagmire. 
the quagmire. Can you tell me who our guest is? Yes, um, I can. Our guest yes. today is an icon. She's a former model and current television personality, but she's also been open about her experiences of homelessness and mental ill health. Please welcome the incredible Gail Porter. Yeah. Oh, you mustn't shake your head when we're saying that. I love that you were like, eh, 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 eh. Come no, on. No, no. no. I'm just it's been around for a long time. So, no. This yeah. is so typically woman. Yeah, yeah. We're not taking that girl. Sorry. No, no minimizing. We we refuse all of that. Sorry. <laughs> I work as hard as I can do to try and make a difference, but I don't know. Well you we do. Always... You do. Um Gail, I'm gonna I'll start with our very first question, which is what we always ask people, and we always ask Gail Porter, well, not always ask Gail Porter, we always ask Gail Porter. Oh, Brian, Gail Porter, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, this week, Gail Porter, what makes you angry? What makes me angry? Yeah. Um, people being disrespectful and people not um, showing kindness. So because I live in London, I'm from Scotland, so if you see somebody with a big suitcase at the tube, then you say, may I help you down the stairs? And then you see all these other people just walking past. Or if you see somebody with a shopping trolley that's struggling getting up the stairs, you just say, may I help? It's really, so that makes me angry, but it's not angry, angry, but I just want to sometimes say to them all, it takes you two seconds, yeah. or take a minute out of your time to walk up the stairs and ask them, have you had a good day? Are you okay? Is everything all right? So and do you think you've always been like that, Gail, or has that changed as you've got older? Were you this person in your, tw- in your 20s too? Yeah, always, I think. Well, I hope to think so. You, you'll be getting phone calls going, no. <laughs> <laughs> you walk she past was terrible. And she didn't carry my bag. So <laughs> I pushed my suitcase down the stairs that time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I try, I try to think that I am that person all the time, but there are times that sometimes I think, oh, my gosh, if I don't get on that train in one minute to Edinburgh, it's going to cost me a huge amount to change into another train. And I'm looking at other people going, that lady or that man is struggling with that bag. And they just look at me as if to go bothered and I'll say well I am just go but yeah you sound like you sound like you're someone who's very community minded like that we're all we're all part of something bigger Mm. oh yeah so if I go to the supermarket which I did today I always book two hours out it's just around the corner but I know that (laughs) (laughs) no but everyone will chat everyone will stop and say something and I'm more than happy to listen I'm, I'm not I can't help everyone, but if someone says, oh, I haven't seen you for ages, how are you? And you think, do you know what? I've just given myself an extra hour, so I've got that time to go, I'm okay. How are you doing? Are you all right? Is everything okay? So, yeah, supermarkets take a long time. Oh, wow. So so on a very practical level, that's the kind of thing that makes you angry in, in daily gay or life. But, like, macro-level anger, the big the big leagues – is, are there any causes that are dear to your heart that which can fill you with fury? Or maybe it's not even fury these days. We've had people say it's no longer fury, it's other emotions. Well, um, I work a lot with um, homeless charities and I know it's changing, hopefully, um, for the better. But sometimes you just feel like, you know, anything to do with politics. <laughs> <laughs> you just, I don't even want to get into this. Where to begin? 
Mm. Exactly. There's nowhere to begin. And they're always going, yeah, we're going to have a look into this. Or we're going to have a look mm. into that. And I was like, seriously? Seriously, mm. are you really? I did a talk about mental health at, um, at the Houses of Parliament not that long ago. And only one MP turned up. Everybody else was from different what? charities. Yeah. And I was thinking, no, it's great because there's lots of people to talk to each other. But one MP. And you're wow. thinking... And it was about eight o'clock in the morning, so they couldn't have been in the bar, or they could have been, I don't know. But <laughs> well, yeah, they could have been. Turn up, but they were going, you know, we gave you that space to talk. And I was like, well, I'm just talking to everybody that's... That like, already knows. We all know each other. Mm. Mm. <laughs> we need you to listen. Yeah, we will listen, and we're going to bring it up. Right. I still find it extraordinary how certain aspects of, like, being well and mental health for example is are still not not everybody is able to sit and hold that conversation are they even people in positions of power aren't they not necessarily very comfortable with it no it's gone on in, in your life do you still come across that where people aren't comfortable or kind of navigating around it I'm very lucky because I can talk about it to my friends and I use social media for a good thing. I know social media can be extremely dark, but do you know what? I always say to everyone, block. Anyone says anything mean, block. It's easy. These are people you know. But if you can talk to somebody that maybe is going through the same thing as you and you can have a, a, you know, a, a very positive conversation, then yeah, use it to your advantage. But unfortunately, there's quite a lot of, meanie pants out there as I are there a lot of meanie pants because i was going to ask you this what i mean how how does it impact you when you get a a meanie like now now compared to how it might have done in the 90s or the noughties like has that changed thank goodness for that so um yeah yeah Yeah, god you i mean if you just think what you were doing in the 90s if you'd had social media god well luckily i can't remember the 90s so it's (laughs) okay <laughs> it's all good. But I'm just thinking, oh my God. And it's, do you know, things like going to a gig. I said, like, put your phones down and enjoy the moment. But no, I don't really get mean comments. I think I've sort of made myself clear going, don't even bother. Because mm-hmm. if I see anything even slightly mean, I just mm-hmm. block. And it's done. I don't even need to read to the end of it, apart from one that made me laugh out loud. Like, I just, uh, yeah. He said, yeah, Gail, you're bold. I bet you've not got any public hair. Oh god! Like public hair. Oh, <laughs> I was like, right, it's pubic, and no, I don't, and you're blocked. <laughs> no, I don't. And it is quite funny. But thanks for that. But. <laughs> How were the responses to your amazing Edinburgh show, which I see that you're going on tour with in the next few weeks, right? Yeah, I am. Well, um, Edinburgh was amazing because it's my hometown. I know, and I talk about lots of stuff that are. I tell stories. I don't get up there and do. Jo- it's like telling people about school days and this and and people things that people can relate to and even you know mental health I bring up that and people relate to it and there was one lady bless her because I usually go hands up who's been sectioned and usually no one and then this one woman went yeah me and I was like oh there you go so have I been and she went seven times I was like wow okay wow. Um, <laughs> but um it was great fun I mean I was pretty unwell most days just because I was nervous oh. what do you mean unwell girl like just nerves, nerves tummy nerves oh but everyone said that it does shows up in Edinburgh and I said oh gosh I have to go to Boots and they went are you back for Buscapan and I was like yeah for cramps <laughs> So I was like, wow, they're cool. But um, but no, it was amazing and it was terrifying and it was something out of my um, you know, zone. Yeah, absolutely. And then when I spoke to other comedians, they said, or, or performers or anyone, 
they said, you know what, if you feel sick or you're nervous, that then you're obviously really into what you're doing. And yes, you're invested. Oh, this is a great way of looking at it, actually, isn't it? Yeah, that you care, that you care. Mm. So why why did you even do it? How did it come about? I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> come no. on. Yeah, so um, I did, uh, well, obviously from Edinburgh. And then last year, mm-hmm. I went on to John Bishop and Tony Pitts had, uh, it was called Three Little Words. Yeah. And it was a sort of live podcast that they did. And I went on there and I do like talking. And I was on there for ages and we were all laughing and crying and laughing and crying. And then oh. I don't know which one said, but they said, you should do this next year. And I was like, that's a great idea. And then I, yeah. And then you and did. And you did. That's incredible. And I thought, this is a terrible idea. This is awful. But yeah, I did it. But also, Gail, if you just think where you've been in your life, like we've all grown, I think we're all a similar age, the three of us. We've all, like, we've grown up with you, okay? And... To see you're how you're young, so you're definitely not my age. <laughs> it's very dim lighting in here. Um, <laughs> but I, to see how graciously you have navigated all that has gone on and spoken about it, so in in such with such clarity and with such rawness and without you know, well with, with fearlessness actually, is to be really really applauded. Mm-hmm. Um, is there is there a moment in all of this where uh, you've been angry with somebody in particular or something through 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 all the ups and downs of where you've been the last 15, 20 years in particular? Well, I mean, my phone was hacked for years by, you know, well, everyone knows. Yeah. Yep. Cases. Mm-hmm. And um, so that made me angry because I didn't know about phone hacking. Mm-hmm. So I'm angry at myself because I was thinking – it must be one of my friends. How did you find out, Gail? Like, what was, how did you even know? But no. Well, I didn't find out for a few years. Mm. And then I got a phone call from a friend of mine that was working in law. And she said, we'd like you to come into our office. And I was like, oh, wow. She went, no, but, you know, uh, we need to tell you something. And of course, I'm thinking, oh, gosh, is it? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, got in there and then there was just files and files and files and files like up on this table. Mm. And they went like, sit down. These are all your conversations from the past few Mm. years. Like when my mum was dying of cancer, because they they turned up, the press were outside the the place that my mum, sorry, the hospital that my mum was in. When I got sectioned, they were outside there. And I'm just thinking, so I'm angry with myself because I was thinking, it must be one of, it, it can't be one of my friends. None of my friends who's done that. So I'm angry for even thinking that. And then when I found out what happened, oh my gosh, I was so unwell. And I thought, how is this even a thing? How, but how did you, so was there a point at which you were able to convert that anger that fell back into yourself and onto yourself out there at the target of the people that had done it? Did you Did you ever manage that? No, I just kept my mouth shut because by this point, I didn't want to speak to anyone and I didn't want to speak to my friends. I didn't want to do anything. 
Um, I'd go for a run, but I'd know that someone would be watching. And I'm thinking, nobody cares. Nobody cares what I'm doing. But there was always somebody there, somebody doing something. So I just sort of uh, retreated into my home and just thought, who who do you trust and who do you not trust? Who do you trust? I mean, this would make anybody paranoid. Yeah. I mean, how do you not, how can you not be paranoid? Mm. And And over what period of time was this? You can't not be paranoid. I'm still paranoid. So yeah, do you thing. think you are? Do you think you are from that? Yeah, even if someone's yeah. like standing outside my house, I was thinking, oh gosh, I, I don't know. Because I mean, people were going through my bins. People were, oh. you know, I'd get up in the morning and my bins were all empty, just my bins, but not the neighbor's bins. And you're thinking, ew. So now I've got a cat. I just put loads of cat litter shit in there. Oh, that's and good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's guys or girls or whoever's going through it. There's lots of poop there. There's a lot of poop. So, <laughs> so yeah. did that? So would, do you think did that directly impact your mental health? Was that a stupid question? That we well, you know, you know, I've yeah. suffered from mental health problems since I was younger, and it's got nothing mm. to do with TV. It's got nothing to do with media. It mm. was just my little head, and mm. but. That, yeah, that knocked me for six. And it's still like the fact that, you know, how many years ago, and I'm going to be 53, and I'm still nervous if someone's outside the house, or I'm still nervous if someone's got a camera. And I don't even, I, I'm not bothered about them taking a picture. Mm. I just, I'm bothered about, is it someone, do they, how do they know where I am? Right. So, yeah, it's that kind of wider question. Mm. Lots of things that are happening in the media, which obviously I'm not going to go into, but, you know, certain TV presenters are getting. Mm. people that are not being very nice to them and I had a stalker that used to be outside my house and um, eventually had to get the police because I thought well maybe he's okay uh, when he applied for a marriage license I thought yeah no he's not that well Ooh, <laughs> oh. you just have to I don't know I feel like I'm always very aware apart from if I go out at um, to I don't know to a gay club in Soho on a Friday then I don't care because everyone's lovely <laughs> It feels so sad, especially because you're somebody that is so warm and sociable that that would be exploited and sort of infringed upon. You know, somebody like you who isn't a kind of sort of jealously guarding yourself away, like you're trying to share yourself and to have it met with in this really cruel really cold way. I think this is the case, isn't it, of so many women in the public eye of our kind of generation, you know. Yeah, it feels very unsafe. It's it's very odd. And then you start to get angry with yourself again because you think, oh, my gosh, that person across the road is probably waiting for something. But I'm thinking, are you watching something? Or, oh, I don't yeah. know what's happening. Anger mixed with fear and also yeah. just confusion because you just think, why right. would you do that to other people? Why would anyone do that to someone? Why would you follow someone? Why would you go mm. through male why would you do this why would you th- i don't know and then you feel for other people thinking well i'm not scared of you know i've got two second down black belts i'll be all right but um it's just the whole thinking and then it makes you paranoid like you said before yeah. has it affected friendships and close relationships well, i've got good friends for yeah, that i've had for a long time since right. school and stuff so you know they're all here and they've always had my back but i'm the sort of person you know when i go to the supermarket for two hours like i told you um i will give someone my number if i go to uh, if i go to Soho, i'll give someone my number uh yeah so i'm my own worst enemy but also 90 percent of people that i give my number to are absolutely joyous and wonderful and we can share stories and we can have a laugh and go for coffee or something but then 
But yeah, I think it's easier now just to, as I said, block or if someone has been a bit weird. And also I lose my phone about once every six months. So <laughs> it's a good reset. Yeah. So <laughs> my friends always go, she's like, my friend Charlie phoned me the other day. She's like, I've got you under Gale 10. <laughs> oh my God, that's impressive. <laughs> that's only been in 10 months. And I was like, yeah. That's she's impressive. Like, yeah. And I was like, I don't know. No, I but you know. <laughs> It's always insured. And then I think, oh, I'll just change my number. And so no one knows where I am. <laughs> do you, do you know, though, I, I, I really think, like, I think it's great to be open because that's how you meet people, have, meet the most amazing people and have the most wonderful conversations. But I'm also a big believer these days. And if someone shows you who they are, then believe it. Like, I used to kind of go back and go back and go back. Whereas now if I see, if someone shows me truly what they are and I don't really resonate with it or like it, I exit. And that's different for me as I got older. I used to be like, oh, that didn't, I, I misunderstood. I misunderstood. I've got a bit better. Oh, uh, so with, you kind of thought you must have got it wrong rather you, than they yeah, being I, Yeah, wrong I'm a bit better you. with like boundaries mm. and things now. I don't, Gail, how are you with boundaries? And, I'm terrible. None. <laughs> uh, uh, I, as I say, the only boundaries I've got is if people are outside the house and I don't know them and then I get a bit... Okay, which is fair enough. But maybe also the kind of losing your phone is an unconscious way of enforcing a boundary. You know, yeah, you know what? I think I'll take that. I'll take yes. That. Have that one because it's almost like the good ones stick then, but you lose all of the dead weight. Uh, yeah. yeah. And also, if people really want to find you, they'll find you. They'll find you. Yeah. In, in a yeah, healthy way. <laughs> Yeah, not in a serial killer way. <laughs> yes, no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, when I think you, you do, oh. it does sound like you blame yourself a lot. You know, oh, I'm terrible for this and I'm too open. And like, that's a, these, these feel like they're positives that become negatives. And I want, that feels, again, makes me feel quite angry listening because the world's done that. You should have been able to be out there and open and yourself. That got, distorted and sort of manipulated uh, yeah a little bit and um <clears throat> i do get angry with myself <laughs> because i'm very patient with people mm-hmm. until there was a group of lads and um they were standing outside of the tube station that was coming out of and because they were all you know young lads all together balaclavas whatever and um one of them went Oh my God, is that a woman or a man? Look, she's got no hair. And I went back. I just went, do you know what? Fuck off. I would say, can I say fuck off? I've just said it. Yes, yes. And I was like, do you know what? Fuck off. I will talk to you now. They're all like this. <laughs> I'm five feet one. I was going, and another thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, don't do that. If if you if someone did that to your mother, if your mother was going through cancer or chemotherapy or da 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 and da 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 da, and I've got two seconds on black belt, so don't ever ever fuck with me again, okay? And then I went, I'm so sorry. And then I walked away, and I, <laughs> and I was going, they're gonna they're gonna like hit me or something, and they didn't. And now every time I see them, they're like. Right. Oh. Yeah, I bet they are. I bet oh. they are. Because yeah, usually I, I, I keep it all in and I, I get home and I'll cry if someone I, not not many people will make fun of the way that I look, but when they do and if I'm not in a great mood, it really hurts. Yeah. And you, if you want to talk about how I look, maybe just keep it to yourself. Don't say it out loud. Just let me have the freedom to walk down the street without saying, Oh, bald woman. Yeah. And and then I get other messages saying, Well, you could wear a wig. And I said, Yeah, but it's oh. you know, one but if it's uncomfortable and also I'm of a certain age I'm quite hot right. <laughs> yes. 
isn't it interesting that people feel that you know like you know, they, they they want to advise you right you like know, it's their business. But, i mean like if i shaved my head tomorrow and people said to me oh you know you could grow your hair or you know wear contact lenses or you could wear i mean it's interesting that people feel the need to say have you ever heard of a wig i oh, mean yeah. like you you not many people do it but some no you could wear a wig you know and i was like oh. yeah i have got one but i will wear it when yeah. why am i wearing it do you care i don't even know you yeah you- it feels like i know this in it feels like a real infringement in yeah, that, that's, that that's, isn't it it's oh, like infringe Oh, yeah, nice, nice, very good. There you go. <laughs> uh, base pun. But it's, um, it feels, because it's like an attack. It's like they've kind of come and pushed you with a word. And yeah. why is it any of their business? Why would they get to do that? Like, but do you what, think women, you, this is, a bit, is this a bit about how we're, we're all meant to look as women? So if you're not necessarily obeying the rule with your hair. So people get a bit connected, do you know what I mean? Also, you know, back in the 90s, I did the whole magazine stuff and everything. But, you know, I was in my 20s and I was just having a lot of fun. And uh, so now I feel like, you know what? Yeah, I I did stuff that probably people thought, why did you do that? And I was like, because I was in my 20s. And I don't know. I uh, wore a bikini or sometimes didn't. But, um, but also the Houses, the houses of business. Parliament, the Houses of Parliament, none of us will ever forget that amazing thing. Yeah, but that, this is when I started realising that this is not great um, because they took the picture, they weren't mm-hmm. going to use the picture or they were going to put it in the magazine and then I got a phone call in the morning. No, I watched the BBC News and they projected it without my knowledge and they didn't they didn't pay me or anything like that. What? Uh, what? So I, I saw it in the news the same as everybody else did. They didn't and, oh. pay you. Also, you had no idea that that oh image, that, that, you know, very, like, you know, very... What, well, it's fine word? now. You know, yeah. when you get to 53, you went, well, you know, even though it's very airbrushed, well, my arse was on a massive building. But at the time, when they didn't tell you and... I'm getting the phone call from my mum going, what have you done now? And I was like, I don't know. What's happening? She went, put the news on. Oh, your mum. Oh, Gail. No, my dad never talked about it. Never. Just ignored the whole fact. Did he not? And then my grandpa, um, Horatio Walter Stanley Twiddy, uh, that's his name, real name. Uh, he could have just invented the world. But then he phoned me up and he said, hey, Gail, I just saw that your arse is on the house as <laughs> And I was like, oh, God, Grandpa. Grandpa. And I was like, I'm so sorry, Grandpa. And he's like, no, it's great. I just went out and bought five coffees, copies. So there's one for me, one for Uncle. And I was like, don't, stop talking. Stop talking. <laughs> enough, enough, enough. He's like, I saw you since you were born, so it's not a problem. And I was like, so, okay, Grandpa's attitude was great. Mum was freaking out. Dad refused to talk about it. Then the press were all over it, saying that I was involved. I knew what was happening. I had no idea. And then I never heard from FHM again. They just didn't. Oh. They did what? one, and apparently it was the biggest selling FHM they'd ever had because of the course. It was of course nothing, not a word. Oh and that my was it. god! I didn't even get a copy of it, so yeah. Oh <laughs> my god! It's hilarious. Magazine in my own house. Good, everybody, look at my bum. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it was a very weird time. But it was the nineties. We were all kind of doing weird things, you know. We weren't, mm. we weren't seriously thinking about, you know. Uh, impact of what we were doing it was kind of like go with the flow have a laugh 
And then it's not until you get older you think, wow, I wish I'd thought that through, but... Also, but listen, I just feel like all of us as women, like young women around, around about then, I I just accepted a lot of lad-isms, first of all. I accepted that as part of kind of like, you know, jokes, whereas mm. now I wouldn't stand for that with my own teenage daughter. Mm. Um, and a lot of the language that we were all party to, you in particular, girl, because you were so much in the public eye then, I now look back on it and think, my God, it's extraordinary how far, thank God we've come so far from then. Yeah. But I guess you have to go through those times to um, evolve and, and get better, I guess. Yeah. Have we, absolutely. though? I don't nope. know that we have. Not really? <laughs> but things like me looking after my daughter. So um, one of her friends, because when she went to uni, her friends' mums were all going, you know, don't do this, don't take drinks from strangers. And I was like, honey, you, it's an elbow straight to the buck of the neck, right? Like that. And then you, you do, ah, and then you do, and she was like, ah? And I was like, yeah, that kind of stuff. But don't, don't like make it really bad, bad, but you can just knock them out for a bit. And she's like, oh my God, that's so Scottish, but I love it. <laughs> Did she ever use it? No. Of course but not. she could, but she could. And that's that's, that's the point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have have you you leave. But no, yeah. nothing, nothing has really changed. I mean, oh my gosh, no. You kind of hope it does little bits and pieces, but it seems to take forever. Seems to take yeah, forever. And by then, something else has come in. But also, don't you think with our, own, with our own daughters? I've got a daughter as well, and yeah, she's a teenager. How old? Yes, and my eldest is nearly fourteen, and I just think she won't take anything that I would have taken at that point already. So her 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 acceptance of certain behaviours is like zero. Mm, right. so I think that shifted. I mean, mm. You must see that with Honey. I bet she's probably more able to like hold a line, no? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, apparently I know nothing. She knows everything. So yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, they're good at that, aren't they? Yeah, very good. So, um, uh, Gail, can I ask you another question? Yeah, is it- when has anger driven you to do something incredible? Does anger make you like I don't know, I do a lot of charity work and that's a lot a lot of it is down to anger. Well, we I, see anger as a real fuel for good ultimately. Yeah, and it's when it comes to things like homelessness, which should not be happening, or it comes down to mental health and people should not, you know, when I had a breakdown and I went to the doctors and I was literally on my knees and I was so angry and I am I was like, I just need to see someone today, tomorrow, someone, please help me. Oh, you're on a waiting list for however many weeks. And then and that's where my anger made me think, well, do you know what? If nobody's going to help me, I'm going to join whatever charities I can do to try and make a difference and stop being angry and sitting in my house thinking, well, I wasn't in a house. I think I was on a bench at that point. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, I'm going to use my anger and see if I can help other people. So, yeah, you can use it in a good way. When you find yourself like called to action like that, do you think it sort of helps you process your feeling? Well, it kind of does, but um, when you're at that sort of despair that I was at at the time, you do get angry, and then there was part of my brain that's thinking, there's no point in in carrying on, there's no point in this, Uh, no one cares. But obviously, I've got my daughter, and I thought, right, you know, let's use this anger, be positive, and try not to focus on myself and try and focus on understanding that there are other people around going through the same thing so we can instead of being angry angry we can be a little bit angry in our tummies uh don't make it go to your heart too much and then use the anger in your tummy to do a wee tiny fire that goes up to your heart and then your heart goes on fire and then you go we can try and make a change 
I love oh, that. Do you know that's what? That's beautiful. really beautiful way to put it, actually. Mm. I'm going to use that with my kids, actually. That's really, so because also it just, because we can all feel these really uncomfortable things, right? It just then depends what you, what you use and how you fuel, how you use it for fuel, or whether you just let it eat you, eat you up entirely. It makes you more and more unwell if you sit and think, you know, the world's against me, everything's against me. Yeah. angry. No. It's just, you know, we've, we're only here once and um, we're going to be all right. We're going to be fine. We're going to use that little bit of fuel, but turn it into a good fuel, not a bad fuel. Yeah, Gail, before you go, we always ha- invite everyone into this virtual rage room of ours. Um, and we kind of ask you what you'd like to kind of swing your baseball bat at. Jen, do you want to go first? The quick fire, <laughs> the quick fire. I'd love to. Okay. Yeah. Um, Gail, current news item making you seethe? Too many. Uh, many. Oh, there's too many. There's too many. And also, I'm not really up for a baseball bat. Can I just use a potato gun? Oh, what's that? <laughs> a potato gun. So it's like what a gun. And you, well, you just like get a potato and then you like suck up a bit of the potato. and then So you're not really hurting anyone. And then they smell a bit of potato. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one yes. in the house. Yeah, I mean, listen, use whatever I, uh, you want. Whatever you, if you're comfortable with a potato gun, which I'm going <laughs> to order for my son, I think, as soon as I can. They're great fun. They're really good fun. But also, I think with, when it comes to news, what makes me angry is the way that sort of, oh, I hate, um, oh, I don't want to say certain programs, so I don't want to upset people. But sometimes when it's sort of a little bit frivolous, and so they'll do something extremely serious, and then they go, oh, here's something. And just, do you know what, either oh. have. <laughs> No, it's when it's on the TV and then they'll come up and go, oh, what's coming up on the thing today? And then they'll go, oh, your hair looks nice. And they go, oh, you look lovely. Oh, how's yours? I don't care. Yeah, I think I know which programme you might be talking about. You know what I mean? I just want to just tell me the news. And if you want to give me a wee happy spot, half an hour in, yeah. no problem tell whatsoever. Me. I, don't, I, don't care, I don't care about your hair. Okay, listen, number two, aspect of modern life that makes you fume. Mm-hmm. cars just no because we don't all need cars mm-hmm. and especially when you're in london you can get the tube you can be a bit more um aware of your surroundings and aware of the climate and, and did a, i'm not going to like preach about it but do you really need a car to drop your child to the school that's i, I can see it from here right and, you, and the, why do you have four by four so yeah do you know what? if you need a car Use a car, hundred percent. Get yourself a car. Get an electric car. But um, why uh, are you people buying these massive, big four by fours to roam around London? Yeah, I don't, and I, especially I, like roam around a few tiny streets of London. Exactly, because mm-hmm. I can watch like the lady down the road gets in the four by four, and then she's back in about twenty minutes. It's <laughs> <laughs> ego and performance, isn't it? That's it. That makes me a little bit grumpy and also just rude, 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 rude. Okay, so this might say segue into the next one. Behaviour of others, which gets on your wick. Um, If you are walking up the street and you see someone walking down and you think, I'm going to wait for them to come past the tree because we can't all fit on. And then they'll walk past the tree and then they don't say thank you. Oh, yeah. That I'm. I'm so with you on that. It is so. And rude. also, I'm the the old lady who now kind of mutters thank you, or kind of like I. I oh, I I do a really cheery thank you. Oh yeah, I. I I'm so with you. Thank you. 
<laughs> yeah, we're so British, Jen, and not English. I, and all. I know. <laughs> so fake. Yeah. I can't. Thank you. I just think, do you know what? I've moved out of the way, and yeah. I just like politeness. I like politeness. I'm with you. I get very angered if people don't say thank you or please yes. or just it's just basic niceness. Mm-hmm. It, it's not going to take anyone a long time, and it's not going to affect anything in your life for the rest of the day but it might make me a happier person or i will say thank you to you even if i'm going to take it but, um... <laughs> gail you've been extraordinary and we stand by we stand by what you were shaking your head at, at the very beginning you are an icon take it whether you like it or not thank you so much for joining us for having me so what's this conversation brought up for us So I thought what was really uh, inspiring and really moving, actually, was how she talked about the use of anger as a kind of as a driving fuel, but also how in her body she really felt it to be located. So when it's creeping up unprocessed into her sort of heart area that feels yes. unhealthy but if any of in the gut and she can use it in this much more active way so she's on top of it um she can really make use of it and then and actually yes. do some processing of those very very uncomfortable feelings and see how um uh, see how it's possible to do so much good as a result and how that must feel somehow quite reparative yes oh god you just put it in your brilliant psychotherapist language because i because i was going to say how amazing that someone who's gone through so many things has managed to make so much good out of it but in your terms of using it to process feelings as well I think it's a, it's a really interesting thing to acknowledge. It feels like then everybody gets helped, you know? Yes. Yourself, yes. but also others. Like it's a really generous way of giving yourself what you need. Yeah, um, So I think that was what was so striking about her, actually, her just immense capacity for giving and generosity and love. Thank you for listening and sharing in our anger. Tune in next time. And remember, you're not mad to feel mad.